0: Welcome, Falcons Nation. Now, normally, we put shows on here about everybody. Tonight, it's about one thing. It's about the Atlanta Falcons and three grown men that love the Atlanta Falcons. I want to welcome in some special guests. Of course, you know Allie James from Off the Record with Randall every Tuesday night. How are you tonight, Allie?
1: I'm doing good, Randall. How are you doing?
0: Good. And our very special guest. And let me tell you the reason we wanted to have him on here. He is the most enthusiastic Falcons fan I have ever met. All I can say is NFC championship game. Getting ready to go oh, man. to the Super Bowl. We look around. <laughs> this man is up on the tunnel dancing. Howie, am I lying?
1: Hey, it, I think- I'm going to try something. I think I got a little video here. I, I'm going to try to play a second show real quick. <laughs> All, right.
0: All right. But while you get that pulled up, let's welcome our brother from the Atlanta Falcons season ticket holders, Jomon O'Neal. What's up, brother?
2: What's going on, Randall? Howie? Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the invite. Glad to be on the show. It's been a while, man. It's been a very long time.
0: It has been, man. And you know, for a while I was I was piggybacking off of Howie's tickets and we got to see you all the time. There you go. <laughs> Look at that right there.
2: Man, you know, I really miss the Jordan Down, though. I really do.
0: I do. I do too, man. We had just yeah. we had just took control of that game and that you know, I yeah. got to go to a Super Bowl one time, Jamon, but nothing's more special than that night in Atlanta watching our team we love knowing that they just won the NFC championship game.
2: Yeah, that was, that was great. That was great. That was, a um, it was, it's almost like, you know, we had waited for so, so long for this. And those of us that's, you know, been in the section together, um, developed really good relationships, even outside of Sunday football, you know, and it's almost like a camaraderie and a brotherhood and a sisterhood as well, um, that you have. So it was just more than a game at, at that point, you know, it was just so be able to just breathe a little bit. So that was, a. That's when I have my good knees now. I don't know if I can do that anymore, though.
0: Man, I, I think you can. And you were <laughs> dancing in front, if I remember correctly. Russell Wilson's wife. Yeah, you know,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. His brother was up there. I actually met his brother. He's a really nice guy. Um, And Sierra, we were kind of just joking back and forth. Um, You know, yeah, just. I uh.
0: Was, I thought she might give you a job, brother, after that.
2: Oh, man, listen. I probably would have took it, honestly. I probably would have <laughs> took it.
0: Well, let's get we're good to see
2: this. you guys though.
0: Twenty twenty-one team. To say the least, twenty twenty was disappointing to all of us. We saw we had I think the right thing to do. Well, let me let me start there. What were y'all opinion of removing Dan Quinn? Howie, were you ready for Dan Quinn to go?
1: Uh, yeah, they had to be a change and you gotta start at the top. I mean, when you're the head coach and the defensive coordinator and you fire yourself part of the way through the season, it's time for a change, man. It's time for a change. That right there proves that you can't take care of everything you need to take care of. Jay,
0: did you feel the same?
2: I did. Um, I think, you know, initially I was excited about Dan Quinn, but I think he was kind of a little bit in over his head. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me, you know, excluding the Super Bowl, obviously, but it was just the games that we lost and how we lost them by, you know, like games we know we should have won. Like I just looked at the – the uh, schedule from 2020, and I was just like, "There's no reason why we should have lost those games, you know, like yeah. none at all."
0: The Dallas game is one that sticks with me. Oh, uh,
2: yeah,
0: horrible. We should no way we should have lost that football game. All right, another yeah. change from 20, and and I I do I do think this is another victim of the Dmitriov time period and the way they construction structured his contract. There was really no way for this football team to keep. Julio Jones at this point. What do you, with Julio leaving, going to Tennessee now, what do you want to happen in the future with Julio's legacy in Atlanta? Is five years from now when he's done, do we bring him home and put him up in the in the ring of honor? Do you, would you like to see, I mean, personally, I want to see the man win. I hope he wins in Tennessee. I'd love yeah. nothing better than see him across the field in the Falcons in the Super Bowl two years from now. Jay, what, what, I'll let you answer that one since you're wearing Julio jersey.
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic, right? Hey, there you go. See, there you go, Howie. See, great minds think alike. Um, honestly, you know, I mean, every I was bitter for a little bit, but at the end of the day, like you said, I do agree that it is has something to do with the Dimitrov era and the way that he drafted and the way that he went out and spent money, um, especially on prospects that, you know, didn't live up to the hype. Um, I wish Julio nothing but the best. I mean, I think that absolutely. I mean, he had a, the hugest impact, in my opinion, um, you know, next to Matt Ryan. In that error as far as taking us to that next level and being to get the respect that we've always been craving. So yeah, I would definitely let us see him in the ring of honor.
0: Absolutely. Like without a doubt. Is he a hall of famer today, Howie?
1: Yeah. I mean, look at his numbers. I was talking to a gentleman earlier today. If Julio could have stayed healthy his whole career, he would have probably already broke nearly all the receiving records because I mean, at the point he's at right now to where everybody else was at the same point in their career, He's head and shoulders above them. And you know, this is a rough guesstimate. Y'all probably know more than I would. But I'd say he's probably missed close to 40 games in his career. You know, that you know, that's another lot of y- that's a lot of yards, a lot of possible touchdowns yeah. receptions and everything else. So yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Jay, uh, if he does nothing in Tennessee, you think he's a Hall of Famer?
2: Oh. Um. Yeah, what I mean, he's a Hall of Famer now. Even if he's up and retired right now, I just looked it up, and this man's got almost 13,000 yards. You know, that's just completely unheard of. And and we'll be honest, you know, um, some of them catches and some of them them, them uh, those catches that he could see weren't easy. Like, a normal person couldn't catch those. You know, I think that Julio, just for what he's done for us, um, to make it easier on Matt Ryan and to take the heat off the other weapons that we had, uh, I think that, you know, if Julio retired today, absolutely would be a Hall of Famer. Their first ballot, no question at all.
1: Yeah, it was – And was think a about problem. it. He, the, the last three years, he didn't have a running game to help support that either. Right. So he was doing that with double coverage. Yep.
0: And, and they traded Sanu, who was his running partner for several years. And he, draft night was the start of this team. And let's start there. 21, we started – the year we come we, we have a good pick we have a fourth pick we're coming into draft night uh, a lot of talk about quarterback or tight end. I think I think that was the debate all the way down Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Kyle Pitts once they made the pick of Kyle Pitts that kind of maybe sealed Julio's fate uh, a little bit but what did you think um or are you excited about Pitts and what do you think he brings to this team for twenty one? Jay, we'll start with you, bud. Um,
2: I was actually at work when it happened. I was very ecstatic about it. I think um I think that even before we drafted Pitts that uh, Julio was gonna be on his way out the door. Um, I think that was already set in the stone. I do um, I did have an issue with people wanting to draft Justin Fields, but with us drafting drafting pitch, it lets me know Arthur Smith is in the the uh, the win now column right now. It's not the, a- the late future, you know, and, I, and and if you look at it and I tell people, you know, well Justin Fields, I said it sounds good, but there's been prospects that come to the NFL that don't do great. If you already if, if you already know what you're working with, then why if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? So there's not a Matt line, there's nothing on a Matt Line. You know we hear that all the time. It's the offensive line if we can get one. It's the inconsistency we have we even have a running game, um, and not an offensive line or offensive line and not a running a running game. Um, but I think Kyle Pitts um definitely automatically requires double coverage, um right or right off the line. You know, and you can line him up, you know, in a three wide receiver set and one tight end. But I still think as man's gotta think like a I forgot how big his wingspan was, because he's he's huge. He's huge. And it's the uh, largest it's yeah, the largest yeah.
1: wingspan in the, uh, by a tight end in NFL
2: history. Yeah. Now, I did, I did, I did not like Kyle Pitts, um, going against him as a Bulldogs fan. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. So I'm glad he's here with us. Though. But I think he's going to have a big impact. But he's still, you know, he's new to the game. And NFL is obviously different from college. So we still got to learn some things. I do expect some drops, some mistakes. But, you know, uh, you got it. The only way you get better is if you learn it from your mistakes. So I think I'm very. I was very excited about. it. I think that was the best. The best move that they could have made.
0: Uh, you think you think you hate him as a Georgia fan. You ought to try being a Tennessee graduate. <laughs> Kyle but I've been buying Kyle, Kyle Pitts football cards left and right because I'm all in now. Right. Now, um. Let's talk about what the. I think Jay made a great point, and we now have a three wide receiver set, and I I do think we're going to see times that we have Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Kyle Pitts, and Hayden Hurst on the football field at the same time. And Kyle Pitts will be split out. To me, that is – that's a tough – that's a tough double team right there. Jay You're dropped right. out on us, but we'll let him back in here in just a second. He'll come back.
1: You're right. Okay. I don't know if Jay went to the uh, open practice uh, Saturday or not, which we went, and they did run a lot of five-out spread, wide-open offense, still, no running backs, and they had receivers and tight ends all over the field. And uh, I was really impressed and liked the way that came about.
0: Let me bring so, Jay back and, in here. Uh, folks, we, 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 we back, Jay. I, you know, I, I my oh, cable yeah.
2: provider, man, I don't know. They love me and they hate me. I, I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> well, I'm good now. I'm off the Wi-Fi. I'm on data. So, sorry about that, guys. Where were real.
0: You're all good. No, you're hey, good. You got a question about a comment, Jay, that just came in from the, uh, from the Internet. They wanted you to uh, – and I asked Howie a little bit about it. So, I'm going to go back with you to the same question. They said that you talked about uh, – Howie mentioned while you were off the open practice this week, if you'd seen it you didn't know you had, but – they wanted you to uh, kind of address what do you think Ridley's role will be? What do you think Gage's role will be? What do you think Pitts and Hurst? Do you see them on the field? How much together? Um, I know that we know we still
2: have, and I'm drawing a blank right now, with the other tight end that we have. Um, hey, hey, yeah. You know, I think that uh, far as the veteran leadership, I think really um, – Has to step up. I think he does. He does take that role in stepping up. I do see Calvin Ridley, um, uh, even um, Russell Gage and was it Zacchaeus? I believe his name is Zacchaeus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because of those guys know um, Matt Ryan's system and they've been in it. Um, So you know, I feel like iron sharpens iron, and I do believe. I didn't get to see the open practice though. I've been working, but I did. uh, I do believe that they all. I think Kyle Pitts. I think you do get a chance to see Pitts. Ridley and Russell Gage on the field all at one time. Um, and that's what I'm excited to see, um, especially with Arthur Smith being an offensive mind and a, a quarterback coach. So I'm very, very, very ecstatic to see that. September can't get here fast enough, man, I'm telling you.
0: And we might see a situation where we have that, Howie, and you have 6'5", 235-pound Cordell Patterson playing running back, who's a career-wide receiver that I've seen yeah. since going back to Tennessee. Uh, Cordell Patterson I could probably run a better pattern than he does but God what speed and size he possesses as a running back threat in the passing game what do you think of that Allie
1: well that open practice Saturday that was the formation that I was talking about they had Cordell they had really they had Pitts they had Hayden Hurst and they had Russell Gage nobody in the backfield uh, Matt Ryan's at shotgun you're talking about you know something being excited to see this coming September. You know, uh, I'm, I'm like Jay. We finally got a coach that's an offensive-minded coach, and this is the first time we've had one in several years.
0: I think we would all agree the wide receivers are exciting. I think we would call the Gurley – I root it for Todd Gurley last year. I really, I really wanted to see Todd Gurley recapture Todd Gurley, but – at 26 years old, his career is definitely on the downside. We get we signed Mike Davis to a nice contract. Jake, oh, we saw Mike Davis on the other side of the field last year. Yeah. He was very effective for the Panthers at times.
2: Okay. I believe uh Mike, I think Mike Davis, especially on the short yardage, the third and ones, the third and twos, the third and threes, he's able to get that push because he's actually he's a really big guy. Um, yeah, I don't think that he gets the credit that he deserves. I mean, he's playing behind Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, I mean, there's not much you really can do behind that. So I know last year he had, uh, I think it was 165 attempts, 642 rushing yards. Of course, that's not a lot. But when you're coming off the bench behind a star, uh, you know, a pro Bowl caliber running back as McCaffrey. I mean, uh, now you kind of let, you know, kind of let the dog off the leash now and see what he can do. And I'm excited about it. Um, I actually saw a picture of him, and I was, I was just kind of blown away because the guy looks really good, though. He looks really good, in shape, ready to rock and roll. Um, He reminds me of a more modern day of a Steven Davis, but a little bit more smaller and compact size. Um, But I'm excited for him. Um, I think that – and actually, you know, in addition to that, I've noticed – I actually went went and watched some games before we came on. um, His run blocking is – I mean, his pass blocking is pretty good. Yeah. His pass blocking is pretty good.
0: He's very physical back. Yeah. No matter – does he have – Howie, uh, does he have a little feel? I agree that Stephen Davis is a good um, comparison, but maybe a little bit Michael Turner too. That huge I, was sitting,
1: buys, yeah, I was Yeah, I was sitting here I thinking the same <laughs> Another another burner Turner out there, you know. And you know, I was talking about the numbers that he put up last year, but you got to realize. He had no quarterback. There's no passing game in Carolina, so he's having to, you know, he's going against eight, nine men boxes. So, uh, you know, imagine if he had a quarterback and a little open space. Guess what? Atlanta's got a quarterback. They got wide receivers that weapons. So, you know, you're he's not going to see nine men boxes. You know, he's going to see maybe seven, eight. So that, you know, that one man out of the box that's going to open up a lot of free space for him to take off running.
0: Well, I think we'd all agree. He's the clear number one, we would think, coming out of camp. That two, who's going to back him up? I think in the past game, is Patterson. But are they a battle between uh, Cadre Ellison and the rookie Hawkins to find that second back? Um, and you need a second back. You know, uh, running back, you you're going to get hurt. What do you think of the group together, guys? Uh, Jay, I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like you've got a nice front guy, right? In 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 Davis, but you're looking for something. You're looking to find that second guy, other than Patterson, for the passing game. Uh,
2: I, I just, you know, it, it it all depends. It really, honestly, boils down to, in my opinion, how this O line is going to work out. Because I know they're still battling up there. Um, and it depends on what kind of schemes Arthur wants to run as well, um, you know, because Mike Davis, he's he's a good uh, screen guy. Quadre he's a good screen guy. But, again, I think for me, I just – I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable giving a solid solid confirmation on either one until I can actually see who is on that offensive line and who's actually, you know, protecting Max Blindside and also who's at center as well is big for
0: me too. Jay, you you, you got a career in radio, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> If you're exactly right, you're right to, this, to the next subject of this and Howie 2020 for a lot of reasons was a rough year as a Falcons fan but it started up front it really did I felt like even even went before Todd Gurley I felt like early in the year he had some spring in his legs he had no real run room Matt ran for his life a lot of times I don't feel like we really got to develop and saw what that offense could have looked like last year. Uh, we let center walk leaves away. Got two first round draft picks from last year. Spend a th- second and third. I think this year, who do we think guys that are going to win these battles? Howie will give, give us, give us your, your take on where the battles are and who's going to settle there.
1: You know, it, it's really hard to tell right now because if you look at the depth chart that they've got out right now, some of the starters from last year is on the second string, which I know is early and, and everything. Someone's of coming off of injuries and all that stuff. But, you know, you got to feel like that the offensive line is going to improve this year just by having Mike Davis in a running game. Because, you know, in the past you knew that it's going to be centered to Matt Ryan. He's going to be throwing the ball somewhere because there's no, you know, no running game. So you got to fill out with the with a running game being there. That's got to hit the offensive line. So,
0: so is there any Jake? Is there anybody secure on the offensive line other than maybe Jake Matthews? It seems like every position's up for a battle. Oh no, I think
2: I think everything's up for a battle right now. Um, I'm I'm I want to see what Jalen Mayfield is going to do. Um, out of Michigan. Um, and You're even talented. with the uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, even when we have uh, Lindstrom and McGarity, I think – I don't believe there's nobody on there that is really safe except for Jake. Um, I just wow. don't – you know, and I don't know what Arthur Smith is looking for. You know, that's one of them things where I'm just – I, I want to see exactly when we get the depth chart and we know for sure the starting lineup. Um, but I feel as though if it's kind of like the same scheme he's been running in Tennessee, then he's going to have to have a line that's going to be able to – get off the blocks and get downfield and block on those screens and things like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, that's probably, I think that's probably the biggest battle out there right now on the field um, with the season starting less than, you know, four and a half, five weeks right now.
0: Well, that's a great point. And, you know, it's hard to, and I've tried to do this living here in Chattanooga. I get to see the Titans every week. Right. Uh, if, If I'm not at the Falcons game, the two games I get every single week are the Titans and the Falcons. And I hate the Titans. The only team I hate worse in the NFL, I'm sorry, Tennessee folks, the only team I hate worse than the Titans are the Saints. And being a Falcon fan, if you don't hate the Saints, they take your jersey away from you. So the one thing, the secret is, Derrick Henry's a great back, Howie, no doubt. Freak of nature. Don't know if we've seen anything like him. But Taylor Luan, that offensive line in Tennessee is nasty. If he can get some nasty yeah. in this offensive line, a big step in the right direction.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, no, you know, there's a man. He's a beast. He can run over everybody. He can outrun everybody. But you put me behind that offensive line, I think I can get two or three yards, to be honest. I mean, Tennessee <laughs> Titans offensive line, you know, they're bulldozers. They just run over people. And who knows? Atlanta of Falcons' offensive line may be the same way. We just don't know because we never really committed to the run. It'd be, yeah. you know, a couple of runs early on, then all of a sudden, let's just, you know, we'll start turning the ball 40 times, 45 times a game and see what happens there. So or who knows what the offensive line can really do? Go
2: ahead, Jake. No, I was saying, or we're, um, just chipping off a of highway, or we, um, we'd run the ball when we didn't need to run the ball. So, um, you're right. You're definitely right about that. It just—it's like the car that you hope's going to start in the yard when you go out there, but if it does, it's not going to go too far.
0: You know, before we get off the of the offensive line, I want to get to play calling too, because I do think that we had a problem with play calling last year. At times, it got so predictable. I think I could sit in the stadium and call the plays, you know. But one guy that you brought up earlier, and I know he was a third rounder. But when they draft it, and I went back and watched Jalen Mayfield at Michigan. Oh, yeah. Dude can ball, man. Yeah. And, and he got put down in the draft because his arm length. I mean, he doesn't have the greatest wingspan. I sometimes think they get too far into that stuff in the NFL. If a guy can ball out, he can ball out. I'm really excited. And I think he will eventually win a spot. Did you did you see any of Mayfield at Michigan? Jalen. Um, I I did. I actually
2: watched a couple highlights on him, um, even after the draft night, just to catch up and see. But I definitely do agree with you, Randall. Like I don't I don't really see why my offensive line needs to have a, a, a huge wingspan. They're not they're not out there catching balls or anything. Like as long as they can hold the man in front of them and and get off the block and protect the quarterback, that's that's really all that matters uh, matters to me. But um, and he has a little bit of has a little bit of edge to him too. That's what I like You're about nasty. him. Um, you have I mean, in Michigan, you have to be you know. So and that. You got to have that mentality of, you know, to protect your quarterback at all times, you know, because we've been blessed that Matt has not been hurt at all with the, the what he's been through in the last, I, even the Dan Quinn era, I really say that. Even with Mike Smith, you know, like we've just been blessed for you. Getting of yeah.
0: Howie, um, you being an Alabama guy, and the last question, we'll get to the offense. Did you like the signing of AJ McCarron to come in and bat Matt Ryan up?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I wish they'd got him several years ago, but you know, it yeah. didn't work out that way. But uh, they got him now—a solid backup that's been in two or three different systems. But uh, you know, he can swing the ball. He, you know, he's not a game manager. He can go out and do what he needs to do. And last year, if Matt Ryan went down, I'd said, "Well, season was over with anyway." But I would really said season was over with if Matt Ryan went down. But with AJ McCarron, I think he can step in and win games.
0: All right, guys. Last question on offense. There's one. I'm not getting out of here. Give me one guy, Howie. Start. Well, we'll start with Jay. Give me one guy next year when we do our 2022 preview mm-hmm. that we'll be talking about. We're not talking about tonight. Somebody on the offense that we we all get excited about.
2: I mean, Kyle Pitts is obviously, obviously, the obviously, the obviously, obviously the obvious pick, but. I would say honestly I I, I got my faith in Mike Davis I have to be honest with you I really do I really do because I I think that with the style of offense that Arthur Smith came from what he's looking for in a running back I think he's got that in Mike Davis you know and the guy came to practice looking like you know he had just won the strongest man competition of the world but you know and he's a freak so, yeah I'm I'm excited not. about Mike Davis though so.
0: That that picture of him at, at practice and they had a shot of his thigh pad. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked like two little bitty ham hocks or Tenderloins Lawrence up on his thighs, man. They were yeah. huge. Howie, uh, and I've got one. Howie, give me the guy that you think we're talking about in 22 that we're not talking about tonight.
1: The one we may be talking about in 22 may not even be with the Falcons after this year because he's only got a one-year deal, but it's Tage Sharp. He put on a show at the open practice Saturday. He was catching everything. They could not guard him at all. So I think he could be a big X factor for the Falcons this year.
0: Well, guys, I'm going to throw one. I I just – I've watched this guy mature, and I just feel like they probably don't make the Julio trade unless they feel good about Russell Gage. I would not be shocked to see Russell Gage have 75, 80 catches maybe break that 1,000-yard mark. I really think he's a guy that's matured in the system. And I, And you said it a minute ago, Jay, are you going to double-team Kyle Pitts or are you going to double-team Calvin Ridley? Uh, Cal, uh, Russell Gage is going to have some room to run free at some point. So oh, yeah. I'm oh yeah go with Russell Gage will be my guy. So let's move to the – all right. Before we get in this defense, I got to give everybody a note. This, and Annalie, if you're going to make a drink, make it now.
1: <laughs> She's
0: trying to get ice. and Every time she gets a cube, everybody in the <laughs> U.S. hears her. Uh, so, this next Friday or Thursday, we're going to have a special from Davis Kessler and Davis, three-hour football preview show. Uh, this is mostly going to be about college, but from Davis Kessler and Davis. So, join us. I might get one of you guys to call in to talk a little Falcons here if we get a chance. But before we get to the defense, I just want to plug that. I also want to plug every Tuesday, 7 o'clock, Howie and I, off the record, one week we might talk football, next week we might talk music, next week we might talk who knows. We talk everything. But uh, to the defense, was the defense as bad as I can it was last year. Uh, we'll start. Howie, I'll get you out of the first shot at how bad the defense was. or how? What was your perception of the 20, 20, to twenty defense?
1: Well, the defense wasn't very good. But I don't know if it wasn't because of the scheme that they're trying to play. Okay. I'm hoping, it, uh, I really hope it's the scheme because if you look at the front seven there, we're all the same. We're the same as from last year. We didn't really make no changes up front. So I'm hoping it was just a scheme that was going on because if it wasn't if, and it was the players, we're going to be in trouble again this year.
0: All right, before we get off the point, let us I want you to make your point that you've made to me during the offseason. There was a defensive coordinator calling first and second down in a different de- – how did that work?
1: Well, it didn't work because we sucked. I mean, well, I, I, got I, <laughs> I know it was. They, <laughs> we had we had one one guy that was calling like plays on first and second down on the defense, and then when third down rolls around, they had somebody else calling the third down plays. That's that to me. That's the same as having two quarterbacks playing in the same game. You don't have a quarterback. You got two guys calling the defensive plays. You don't have a defensive coordinator.
0: Jay, uh, and we already discussed, you have to stay PG-13 when we talk about defense. And it's hard, as bad as that defense was <laughs> last year. Um, uh, Well, 2020 defense, what what was your impressions of it?
2: Yeah, I, I actually uh, had started working out for a little bit and running around some cones I was going to try out. Uh, but I, <laughs> apparently, it was, apparently it was too late. I, I just, like, you know, how he said, I just didn't really understand – calling plays on first and second down and then switching it over to someone else to call plays on third and fourth down. Um, But it really showed um, the lack of coaching. I think um, the lack of discipline that they had, because we racked up, I think it was 700 and, yeah, yeah, penalty-wise, 83 penalties, 86 penalties, I'm sorry. Um, But I just, it was not, it was just not effective for me. Like, I mean, I don't think if we got any worse, uh, we'd probably be uh, probably drop down to like, I don't know, high school level or something like that, because it was it was atrocious. It was. And, you know, my biggest thing, I, I don't mean to get off subject, but I really need to see Dante Fowler do something because I'm I, I, like I like, man, we, he got a nice contract and he's been hurt. But even when he's in, he's, he's, he's no X factor at all.
0: That was um, that was our free agent signing that we, we we expected something out of. Let me ask a question, and I'm going to go back to the Super Bowl run. And I've talked to Howie about this. This defense never seemed the same <laughs> since the day they wrecked Brian Cox walk.
2: With oh man, right. Cox,
0: <clears throat> the heart and soul of that coaching staff, because it seems like he's the guy that really, really was the guy to pull you to defense, get you get in your ear, get in your face. Did we I don't know that we had that ever replaced Brian Cox, Jay. It didn't seem like they had fire.
2: I don't I, I don't that whole error I just I didn't I remember it from Hard Knocks and I was like, man, you know, Brian Cox, he gets these guys motivated. He's in their face. And the biggest thing for me was he held them accountable. You know, and once people are held accountable for what they did, their mistakes, then they can correct them. But when you're not being held accountable for them, you're not. And I get it. You know, Dan Quinn was a defensive guy. But if we look at the defense that he had in Seattle, like, I mean, that was a golden ticket right there, you know. Uh, So, and I'm not taking anything away from Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn as a coach sometimes. Um, But um, I just don't feel like – I, I don't know. I really do not know.
0: I, you know, sometimes, Howie, I, I got the feeling that Dan Quinn um, didn't have a process like other coaches did. Now, this is a guy that got us within uh, 16 minutes of a Super Bowl, but the knock has been Brian Cox has gone from that staff, Shanahan's gone from that staff. After that happened, I've I really never seen us grow. Let's start with there. The one player that seems to be playing every snap, always, always there, always got his – doesn't need somebody to motivate him is Grady Jarrett. Is Grady Jarrett – let's start. Is he the one guy that we have that we build the defensive line on?
1: Yeah, he, he's the one player. He, he needs to step up and be a team leader and hold people accountable you know that Super Bowl run. You know Brian Cox did a great job, like he was talking about. I feel like what made that defense even better. He didn't play a lot, but it was Witherspoon. Witherspoon came back. He was on the team. He he gave the team a little bit of swag and a little bit of nastiness on the defense. And uh, you know that's something that you know Jake can vouch for this. We don't have no nasty players on the defense, man. You know, no. we got some solid players. We don't have the nastiness that you need. We don't have, you know, like Dan Quinn had up in Seattle. We don't have the Earl Thomas. We don't have the Richard Sherman. We don't have the vocal leaders that you need for a great defensive team. Look at history. Every defensive team has had vocal leaders that holds people responsible. You don't see that with the Falcons.
0: No generally talent on that defensive line and it just wouldn't coached up? I think it was a
2: little bit of both. Um, definitely, I'm always going to hold Dan Quinn accountable uh, because there's there's a lot of costly mistakes that that should have been made that's cost us games, cost us big plays, put us in from short yardage situations to back to, you know, a third and 10, a third and 15. Um, but again, like Howie said, you got to have that – If it's if you got to have that, you know – that person or that personnel, one or two or three people on the team to where they know they do not want to come across that middle because if they do, they're going to pay for it, you know. But and we don't have that um, in a defense since you said, since Brian Cox. I can't. I don't know anybody really that I can say that was holding people accountable on the team. Um, Grady is a great guy. He's a, he's a great player. But at the same time, um, I think as a player, to be considered great in my opinion, you have to make others around you great. You know, and, and held them held them accountable, and hold yourself accountable, and teach and coach and train them as well. Um, I hopefully see that Grady can grow on that as well. Um, but again, a defensive line. I mean, they're young, um, and I really want to see uh, what's his name uh, Kaminsky. I'm excited about him. Um, for some reason, he's he's my hidden gem right there. Kaminsky's my hidden gem because he he's got that that fire to where if we had to play eight downs, he play eight downs. Um, but I'm very excited to see John Kaminsky out there. Um, hopefully he's starting as well and keeps his keeps his spot.
0: Yeah, I think that's another camp battle to see who comes out of that. There's a lot of bodies there, but it's, you know, and you never can have enough defensive line bodies. You made a great point, too. The Falcons spent a lot of high draft picks on defensive linemen during the Dan Quinn era. Uh, the uh, Vic Beasley uh, – the other guy I rap out of my mind was the guy from UCLA,
1: Tack. Uh, Tack TAC. TAC McKinley. TAC.
0: Uh, but our depth as we uh, this is the depth chart that was released, uh, and, and it's kind of still open and weak. But they have Grady, of course, Tyler Davidson, Jonathan Bullard, Kaminsky all as starters. That Kaminsky's listed as a as a co-starter. Chris Slayton. Marlon Davis, Taquan Graham, I think who we took from Texas this year, John Atkinson, Zach Dow. I really think those first six guys, Grady Jarrett, Tyler Davison, Jonathan Bullock, Comence, Slayton, Marlon Davison, and even throw Graham in, that seems like a pretty good core if you get them pointed in the right direction with some coaching. Howie, uh, Jay said it was Kamitzka, you stole mine, Jay. I, I think. Oh, I think I'm sorry, Randall. I, I think he's a <laughs> guy that can step up. Howie, who's your guy?
1: Hey, we're three for three. I like the way he played last year when they let him play. You know, he's got a motor on him. He's kind of like a Bosa, you know, got that edge rush and uh, a motor that's uh, 100 miles an hour. I think he could make a big difference if they let him play. And, you know, on the defense that we had last year, to me, it's like they wouldn't let players stay in there long enough to get a rhythm of the game to see how yep. it's coming because they would swap the defensive players in left and right, left and right, every other play. I mean, I'm mean, yep. i sorry, but back in the day, did you see Michael Stan coming out on third down after one play? Did you see, you know, would you see, uh, you name a player, would they come out after one play and take a break and then go back in there? You got to let the defense kind of get a little rhythm going on, and that's something they didn't allow them to do.
0: You got me fired up. I threw my notes over to the side and dropped my phone. <laughs> that, that is my one criticism of Dan Quinn. It doesn't yeah. seem like we ever had a logical flow. You know, um, I went to a lot of Colts games back in the days. Peyton was in Indianapolis. Dwight Freeney did not yep. come off the field. Not on first down, not on second down, not on third down. Now, did they give him a blow? Yeah, they'd give him a blow for a whole series. And when he was out, Still come third down, you can look out, Dwight Freeney was there. You know, if you see those guys like Aaron Donald, they're playing 40, 50 snaps a game. I, I don't feel like we ever, especially commits, because that one frustrated me last yeah. year. The one game I, I I counted, he had four tackles and played 14 snaps. And I'm like, why is this guy not playing more? That's a great point, guy. Guys, I mean, uh, you know,
1: Grady, real. Grady Jarrett, Grady Jarrett, and uh, Deion Jones, and Alouicun were the only three that played the majority of the game. The other nine players were running mm-hmm. in and out. Eight players running in and out because those were the three that they felt like they counted on. And you know, but just no rhythm to the game, man. I'm sorry, but that, that just irks me.
0: All right, man. I hate to move on, but let's go on to linebackers. Listed as starter is Mariner, Deion Jones, and I can never say this guy's name right. Fosse. Can you do that, Howie? He... Oh, don't ask me. Aluakon. 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 Yeah. And, of course, we've got Ellerbee Walker and Copeland listed as the second team. Linebacker play last year felt like we just played whoever was healthy enough to play at times. I really have hopes for, I'll get him out this time for Jay can. I really have hopes that Mikael Walker can step up and be a contributor to that group. But last year it just felt like it just get three healthy bodies out there for most of the part. What was your impression of the, the linebacker play Jay? Um, again, you know, I don't think
2: that, I mean, it's almost like we're all repeating the same thing. Cause I have to agree with you. I just, it was almost, it was, kind of mediocre to me and it was like hey can you play today all right go ahead go out there and just be a body for me on the field um, it, it it wasn't like the linebacker play that we saw you know two two three years ago maybe um I don't know maybe it was because of COVID They didn't think nobody was watching but it was it was it was very very hard to see and I think that's when I that's when I really completely went bald because I was all my hair I just stressed I just pulled it all out I was I just couldn't take it anymore it was it was damaging to see because I don't like wasted talent. And I feel like, again, I have to go back to Dan Quinn because, you know, what do you guys – I feel like he was more of a of a friend and a confidant than a coach, you know. And yes. you have to have that fine line of, okay, yes, you know, I can, I can take – look after you and be a confidant, but at the same time, I'm still your coach and we're going to do it my way. That's the only way we're going to do it. So I think a lot of guys kind of got comfortable in the locker room and just – you just kind of watch them as this? They was kind of nonchalant or didn't, I don't, I don't want to say that they didn't care, but they didn't have that fiery passion that we're normally used to see him playing with.
0: You know, that this franchise, well, it's not the most successful franchise. I mean, I'm a diehard Falcon. I'm a fan. I've been going since 76. Back when they used to play in the infield, we'll still be there in the old Fulton County Stadium. <laughs> uh, but even going back to, you know, uh, Lehman Bennett and you know Jerry Glanville. The defense, well, maybe mo- not the most talented. They always blitzed. They did some different looks. At times, I felt like Howie Dan Quinn's system would get very vanilla, and it was like, we're going to let you complete the play uh, on third and ten, <laughs> and then we're going to come up and make the tackle, but if we miss the tackle, you're going for 40 yards down the sideline. I hated Dan Quinn's scheme. I, I don't. I mean, I I hate to get off on defense. I did. I promised myself what would, I wouldn't, but I felt like that offensive team, even last year, as bad as the offensive line was, was good enough to be a 500 bat football team.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I definitely agree. If you look at the games that we lost, how close the Dallas game, I don't, I can still see that. Like it, it just happened. Like the Dallas game, the Detroit game, um, the Seattle game. It was. It was. It was unbelievable to watch, and I just – I didn't understand it because there was no consistency in what he did, you know, on offense and or defense. And, you know, I would rather lose a game getting blown out, and I already know what it is, than to sit on the edge of my seat and watch an NFL team stand – look and look at a live ball just spinning and nobody jump on it. I, bet, I just I, I just don't get that.
1: Absolutely. You're taught that – you're taught that in Pop Warner – peewee league ball, you know, if the ball's sitting there, go get it. Go get the even ball. It doesn't matter even, if it goes 10 yards.
2: Even backyard football, you're taught that. Like, you know, it's a, it's a hot potato. You got to go get it. I, I, I thought it was – I don't know what I was watching. I had no idea what I was watching. Like, um, it was it was, it was was bad. And it just went from downhill from there. And I think that even listening to him in the press conferences, I kind of, in my opinion, I kind of heard the, the confidence kind of just – leaving him in a way of to where not necessarily losing the locker room, but he didn't get the full potential from the players um, that he could have. But I I just think Dan Quinn was in over his head. He had a good team coming in. It looked great. But then again, like you said, um, once Shannon, once Cox was gone, once Shanahan was gone, things just completely changed. We never, we hit that plateau, which was great, but we didn't, we didn't even just stay at that plateau. I feel like we just kind of sank beneath that, honestly, and we just got comfortable and stayed there.
0: Howie, I'm going to let you have the last word on linebackers, and then I've got a question from the internet for both of you. You got anything to follow up, Howie?
1: Uh, the one thing that surprised me on the depth chart is they got Dante Fowler listed as an outside linebacker. Um, I hope that's just a decoy song. He needs to be rushing that passer, man. He needs to be rushing the passer. You put him out there in open space, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be another Vic Beasley out there just spinning his wheels and running around in circles like a little puppy chasing a tail. man.
2: Oh, my gosh. Goodness gracious.
1: Talk to me, Jay. Talk to me, Jay.
2: <sighs> that, yeah, I don't know, man. Howie, how, Randall brought up the Saints earlier, and that just put a sour taste in my mouth. And you brought a Vic Beasley. Now I'm just like, <laughs> 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 uh, that's, that's a lot of pain right there, man. That is a lot of pain. Uh, the, I see um, Devontae Freeman went to the Saints, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. That,
1: that and that's well. his favorite team. That's his favorite team. he always wanted to play for him.
0: Well, let him go on. I hope uh, I, we'll see him twice next year. Yep. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. We're going to go to the secondary where I, I don't even know where to start except we spent our first-round pick on A.J. Terrell last year, and at times he played well, and at times he didn't play well. Is AJ Terrell someone at corner we can build this football team from? E- either both of you. Uh, start with you, Howie. Yeah. Oh, Jay, go go ahead. Oh no, I was going to let Howie go, go ahead, ahead, Jay. Jay
1: right, go ahead, Jay. I, I think uh, we're to say the same thing. I believe I believe we can build a, a defensive secondary around yeah. AJ.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. He's got he, he's had some major. Um, he's had two. Uh, I think it was two interceptions last year that were pretty big um, game changers. Um, again, he's still young. I'm gonna watch him how he play, how he uh, plays. Sometimes he's turning his back away from the, and turning his back away from the ball instead of turning in. Um, but I do definitely think that we can definitely build a defense around secondary, at least around A.J. Terrell. Um, I, I I think he's got really good potential in um, the way that he plays. Um, he's very passionate the way he plays, and that's what I look for. And I'm, i I like that because passion to me means heart. So if you if you if you have that on the field and you're giving that all, there's nothing else I can ask from you.
0: Is the other corner open between Isaiah Oliver and Fabian at this point? Because I really think Isaiah Oliver might help this team more safety than he does corner.
1: If anything, I think if anything, he needs to be a nickel, a nickel or a safety yeah. one. Isaiah Oliver, you know. Or come up any uh,
0: hot dogs with me?
1: No, nah, he can't hang with you with hot dogs, but. Uh, no. uh, they, they should be you know he I think he's got the you know he's gonna be a starting corner. Uh, Oliver's gonna be a nickel or a safety one.
0: I do like yeah. the safety position. I think we found something with Eric Harris last year at Times. Uh, Duran is back. We have the rookie and Jalen Hawkins. Uh, I, uh, Richie grant, sorry was is the rookie we picked from Central Florida. I do like the safety position. I think there's some bodies there. And I do think Richie Grant has a future. Yeah. Just talking about he's that headhunter guy. I really liked his film at Central Florida, Jay. what you, Did you see much of him? I didn't get to see a lot of film on Richie Grant.
2: Um, but from what I've seen, um, I watched a couple games. But, again, he's got that ball-hawking mentality, that headhunter, that if you come across here, I'm going to make you pay for it mentality. You know? um, and I've talked to a couple friends that went to some practices And it's not unless they don't you wouldn't even know that he's a rookie the way that he goes about everything there. Um, The way that he's learning, the way that he's showing things to some people and the way that he carries himself and the way that he plays to get on the field and miss a beat. So I'm very excited about Richie Grant. Um, Very, very excited about him.
0: Well, and we want to get to the schedule so quickly, special teams. Young Hope, he's the kicker. At times, he looked great last year. Y'all have anything any comment on the punting job? Who you think's gonna win
1: it? I don't have a clue. I mean, it's, uh, it's up for grabs.
2: Long as um young ho, long as he keeps his cleats out of his jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll be fine. I think he I think he'll be good. As far as the punting, I, I don't know. I really don't. The special teams, I'm, I don't even remember the last time we had a decent special teams. Maybe when um uh what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that we have for two years from Chicago. Oh, uh,
0: um, Devin Hester, of all time.
2: Yeah, Hester. Devin Hester. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I was about to make up the point. Cordell Patterson is Cordell Patterson is yeah. a living in this league, returning kicks. So that's uh, and that's by far what his calling card is. All right, got ten minutes, guys. We're going to run through something. Run through the schedule real fast. But I want to start I intentionally waiting to now to ask a question. And uh, we'll start here. Was 2020 in an empty stadium a downfall of this football team? Because I thought Atlanta always has a nice home field advantage after we get people in the seats. Um, I missed the dome for that reason, Jay. Yeah. I, I think more people in their seats were louder. I what think was 2020 football like for you, Howie?
1: Mm, it, I mean, it was rough. I mean, the, the fans, you know, I think it's 6,000 people per game, 7,000 people per game. Um, it, you know, I went to all the games. I enjoyed it myself, but it wasn't the same. Um, but the the bins is such a nice stadium that people don't go to their seats to watch the game. And they're running around looking at all the stuff that's in there. I'm like y'all, too. I miss the Dome. I miss being able to go in there and get to your seat and, you know, cheering for your team and being loud in there, and then every once in a while, around looking, seeing you, seeing your boy up on the thing if they're dancing in front of everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I I really do miss the dome. I think it was a better home field advantage. Jay, did you uh, opt out last year, or did you go to any games?
2: Uh, I I didn't. I actually um, you know, with COVID everything, I took a break and ended up uh, starting. Went towards a new career path, which has been very good. But um, I didn't miss a game, though, even at work. You know, fortunately enough, we have a lot of TVs at my job. So
0: um,
2: we're going to play I, that here in a second. Yeah. So I had to make sure that. Uh, but it, it was I think that it was <clears throat> more of a wake up call, I think. But I do feel as though not having the fans in the stands, especially the way that the season had started, kind of um, depleted them a lot. Um but, again, like, nothing will ever change the Georgia Dome. It was a lot smaller, though, but it just felt like it was so tight and so packed, and it was so loud. Like, I lost I, – ears would ring for days after a game from being in the Georgia Dome, you know. Um, so, I definitely, definitely missed that. Um, but I do think that we have a very good home team. I mean, a, a home home crowd. Um, even though we don't get the credit for it because they call us Fairweather fans, which, you know, I don't really know what that means. But you know, if my team is messing up. When I know they could win, I'm going to be upset. But um, – I think it had a big impact, COVID did. I think on a lot of teams, too, as well.
0: I I agree. And I do think Falcons fans are different than most NFL fans. Atlanta, for some reason, it seems like if you're a Falcons fan, you're a core. You're a lifer. You're there. Right. There's not two billion of us floating around the country like Green Bay Packer fans. But if if, if you're red and black, you're red and black. All right. Guys, last question. We'll kind of get through the schedule. Let's let's uh, let's bump the schedule. And anybody wants to comment, um, you know, we won't go through and pick every game. Um, But but, uh, let's do it. Let's pick every game. You got y'all. Everybody just kind of kind of kind of do this real fast.
2: I got four games I'm looking forward to for sure. Definitely. Uh,
0: Uh, All right, Eagles. We open with the Eagles. What, What does everybody think? I, I like that game. I think.
2: Yeah, I think. I
0: think
2: we um, we played the Eagles a couple times, season opener. Um, unfortunately, it's not a prime time game, but we'll get there. But I
0: think we'll win that game. I think we. I think we take that game. Allie?
1: same here. It's a W.
0: At Tampa Bay, I don't. I don't see us winning at Tampa Bay, but that's just always hope. Allie.
1: no. Uh, Brady and the. Home it's gonna be hard to beat Brady because he's got not only does he have home field advantage, but he's got referees in his pocket too. i say that out loud, you know how it is.
0: Jay, <laughs> yeah, you feel the
2: same? Yeah, I don't think that we'll win that game. I think um the defense is still gonna be figuring themselves out. I think Brady's gonna have a nice day with us. Um, you know, whether he has the, the guys in the black and white stripes on his side or not. So but no, I don't think we get I don't
1: think we get <laughs>
0: But the next game is a key game for us at the New York Giants, and I think we yeah. can win that football
1: game. Well, if the Giants have got their whole offense back, you know, they they're yeah. depleted last year. I said that we could beat them earlier, but, you know, thinking about the offensive power they got, our defense is still kind of young, new system. It, I think it could be a close game, but I think the uh, the good guys come out on top.
0: All right. Jay, what do you think on that one? Um, I think that
2: it'll be, I think that'll be a challenging game for us. Um, that will be, uh, like the first big, big road game. Um, and again, you know, for me, it's going to really be about that defensive line, especially with Saquon being back. Um, so that's going to be a big challenge for us that I'm excited to look for. Um, but I feel like we should, we should pull that one out. I think we should pull that one out.
0: The next game is a game that I think a lot of people don't realize how good the Washington football team could be. So, uh, Washington football team, I think, is going to be a handful. They are one of my, I mean, I won't say they're the Super Bowl favorites by any means, but in that bad division, I think I'm picking the Redskins to win it. So, I think it'll be a tough assignment to take the Redskins. How about you, Ali? Uh, I, uh,
1: I said earlier in one of our earlier uh, shows, if Washington had quarterback, they'd be dangerous if they had any type of offense because they're Defense is, you know, they're just down right nasty. If Atlanta had yeah. their defense, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Jay,
2: feel the same? Yeah, okay. I think that Um, I feel like this game is going to have, like I said, with the Giants game, um, testing our defensive line, I think that the Washington game would definitely test our offensive line. Definitely, definitely test the offensive line. And we can see, you know, the puzzle, the piece that are put in place. And to see who jails with what. But um, that's going to definitely, because I think they're going to bring a lot of blitzes. I think they're going to do a lot of delay blitzes. So we might be able to see a lot of screen and bubble plays and um, seeing some chip blocks. So, But that's definitely going to test our offensive line for sure.
1: And oh, before man. we move off of Washington, uh, who is it? Is What team is it that Washington's got most of their players from on defense? Oh, yeah. Alabama. That's right. I forgot.
2: Oh, here we Both go. <laughs> 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 I got a mute button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then the new york giants in la are in london i really think zach wilson's gonna struggle i really think he is so i like our chances going to london and winning that football game
1: that's How a
2: good idea Jamon. yeah i i um we don't we ain't losing no jets i mean we're not just this, this is not happening like no no i'm not no, but I think, he'll, I think he'll struggle, especially being in, um, in London with a game like that. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Then we get our bye week early, and I think that's yeah. big for the offensive and uh, defensive lines. And we come back at the Miami Dolphins, and I also think of an improved football team. Yeah. But I think, God, that's one of those – I really think at the end of the day, I feel like the Falcons are a borderline playoff team. I think that's one of those games. I can't say we're going to go beat Miami at Miami, but I feel like that's one of the games we got to get to yeah. get to the nine, ten wins to get in the playoffs. Howie, how about you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you say, but for some reason with it being home field or Miami, I have to say Miami probably win it.
0: I'm not falling for it. We're going to win.
2: So, Jay, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you on that one, I'm going to give coming out of the bye week. I think that um. You reset and prepare for Tua and um, um, the other the receiver they drafted. So I think we'll take that one though.
0: The next two games we'll just go through together because they're both in division. Let's just let's just talk about the division, home and away, and then we'll. So we play to start. We get Carolina at home. Then later in the year we play out of Carolina. Can we sweep Carolina? I think yeah, but I'm. I, I'm actually. I want to see Carolina play. How much quarterback? I mean, where's Sam Darnold at? That's the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. So I think we sweep Carolina, but how about you, Howie?
1: It's a sweep. Sweep all the way. Yeah.
0: All right, then that team from that crap hole down in Louisiana. Um. That place I I will never go. We're, we're at we're at we're at the people that play the horrible music and call it some kind of jazz. <laughs> <At> the Saints. <laughs> I, I just can't I can't pick it because I don't know that we win. But just it, we're at the Saints. What's your opinion of the game?
1: I think we'll sweep them too because they don't have a quarterback.
0: Yeah. Jameis is. What's your what's your guy's opinion of Jameis?
2: Oh, uh, I'm not I'm not losing to a quarterback that steals crab legs. First of all, so that's just not <laughs> not, not, not as the start. That's just not happening. No, no. But like um like how said, they don't have a quarterback, and I don't think Taysom. I don't think Taysom. He's a he's not a. I don't want to say he's a real quarterback, but he's not a stand the pocket type of quarterback. So I think they're still trying to figure themselves out. I think they'll actually have a uh, an okay year. Um, but I'm looking forward to um, giving Devontae a little bit of sweet revenge, though.
0: All right, Jay, is this one of your games at the Cowboys?
2: Absolutely, without a doubt. Because I have a lot of friends that are cowgirl—I'm sorry, cowboy fans. Um, so that is a big game. You know that—that's—that is a—we um, owe you one game right there. And Dan Quinn's a defensive coordinator. Come on, it, it's no better than that. Like that was—it was—it was so cliche. It's, it's perfect. That's my—that's my number one big game right there.
0: All right, Howie.
1: And hey, you got the Atlanta secondary playing. You know, we're playing against Atlanta secondary in Dallas now. Yeah. You know, we got they, we got lit up last year, so let's light them up.
0: Well, I agree with y'all. Uh, next game, though, I think I'm excited about this game Thursday night. New yep. England Patriots coming to town, or yeah, coming to town. You know, uh, the Patriots going to have it figured out what they want to be by that point. Is it Cam Newton? Is it Mac Jones? I, I I tend to think it's probably Cam Newton, but boy, I'd like I God, I'd like to lay one on the Patriots. I'd Jay, love. i
2: Oh, absolutely! One, I just love to lay one on the for the Patriots, and two, I I'd just love to see an Alabama quarterback go down. I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> love it Though i haven't seen it much like it'd be great though it, it'd be a win-win for me but yeah i think um that's going to be a good that's going to be a very exciting game which i think that's midpoint or well, a little bit past midpoint of the season so that would be almost like a telltale to see exactly where our face are and who we are um, as a team as a whole unit
0: you get three of them i just look hurts to uh maybe mac Jones.
2: yeah yes
0: all right howie
1: yeah, I mean, I'm road-tied, but, you know, he's not road-tied no more. He's Patriots, so he's done. Go, Falcons. <laughs> All right.
0: One game I will ask you about. Can we beat the – I think we've got to – if we play well and the season's going well, the Bucks in Atlanta. Yeah. I, I like that situation, and I looked yeah. at the Bucks schedule. We kind of get them in a good spot. Is that the big upset that could be out there floating around for us? Yeah, Definitely. Jay, any chance?
2: Yeah, I, I believe I believe so. I think that is um, that's that'll be it's kind of like a, a sleeper game. I think even though it's towards the end of the year, but you know the you know our division's always been tight. Um, that game can decide a lot for a lot of teams, especially in our division. Um, and it's the day it's the day before my birthday, so that would be amazing.
0: That's got to be one of the games then. Yeah. Then the Panthers we've talked about. Then here they come. We're at the San Francisco 49ers and College oh, yeah. and number four isn't it not
2: yep <laughs> yes i actually plan on going out there for that game
0: oh wow yeah
2: so big that's day. the goal that's the goal that's the goal you haven't been out there um but i definitely want to go out there and check it out and come back with a w
0: though you know i'm i'm not a big cow Cal- i lived in california for three years <laughs> not a bit or two and a half years i'm not a big california guy but i love the San Francisco Bay area. I mean, it's really cool, man. It's a, if you've never been, it's a take an extra day. Just go, just go visit him, man. It's, there's some cool stuff to see out there. Oh yeah. I might, I've heard it's really nice out there. I might,
2: I might miss my flight. (laughs) So, but, um, I'm excited about that game too. Um, I don't know what the Jimmy J's, Jimmy G situation is out there. Um, with the quarterback, they just drafted Trey Lance. Uh, Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, but I say that we do go out there. I, 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 I'm very optimistic about the schedule, um, and the season as well. Um, so, but I think we take a W there. Um, then we got
0: I, two games. Got two games yeah. after that. One, you feel like you got to win. Mm-hmm. The other one, you're playing probably that AFC. I'll say Kansas City's the AFC contender for the Super Bowl, right. but the Bills are second at oh, everybody's yeah. book. So you've got to beat the Lions, even if you lose to the Bills. Is everybody – got to beat the Lions.
2: you got to – yeah, you have to, especially at home, because um, I, I don't even think the Lions know if they're coming or going right now. Um, so especially at home, that should be a good game to where, you know, hopefully by fourth quarter we should be able to pull Matt and some starters and give some other people some time. But I think we definitely should be able to – just that should be an easy, breezy game. But then again, you know, we are who we are, so. Um. And <laughs> – Say again. Yeah,
0: January the ninth, the city of Atlanta is invaded by uh, swamp people. I can I say swamp they people? Go. I
2: can say swamp people, right?
0: Yeah, we're going to beat the Saints on the night, no matter what. Oh <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: So in my head, we're a ten and seven, nine and eight football team, and and with the three playoff teams, I think we've got a shot on the backside of that playoff. I think Tampa wins the division, but we definitely. A manageable fourth-place schedule really helps us. Do you not agree, Jake?
2: No, I I, I definitely do agree. Like it, it helped us a lot. Um, even other other teams as well because there's always that um that one extra game you wish you would have had or that game you know you would have won if this would have happened. So this kind of gives you a little bit more of a leg up. And I know it's for everybody, but I think in my opinion, especially for us. Um, but there is one more game I did not I forgot to mention though. Um, I've got I have de- we've definitely got to give it to the uh, to Sunshine and Urban Meyer down there in Jack in Jacksonville. I
0: skipped it. I skipped okay. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. No,
2: it's okay. I I can't. I need that. I need that W more than anything. Right there. That was that was the most important one on my list right now. Is that Jack? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I skipped Jacksonville
2: because I I just hold a lot of grudges when it comes to football. I don't know Urban Meyer has been out of Florida forever, but I still could remember him consistently beating my butt as a as a Georgia fan. So, um, but yeah, that's the game. That's another game I'm excited about.
0: Guys, this has been a great show. Now I'm gonna, we'll do it again. Maybe we ever do this about mid-season.
2: Yeah, let me know. Um, Thursdays are really good days for me. I'm normally off most Thursdays, and um, we'll be off majority Sundays coming up.
0: Plug your new career.
2: I'll definitely give that a thought. I definitely appreciate it, Randall. I appreciate it.
0: All right, man. Well, where are you, I know you changed jobs and you got something going. You want to plug something?
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm still in the restaurant industry. I was downtown Atlanta bartending for a while. Um, and what's crazy is I actually applied for this job. It's in um, Sandy Springs, Roswell Road. It's a Korean barbecue restaurant called Thrill. Um, and I actually designed her drink menu for that one. It's about upstairs and downstairs, about 12,000 square feet. Um, that was back in August. We opened September and then um, November she gave me my own restaurant. So I have me a nice Korean barbecue spot restaurant. I'm in McDonough now. Um so it's pretty big. Um it's business been very well, been blessed. I'm um, even with going through the pandemic and everything, but I can't complain. I'm I'm running out with now, so I'm the head honcho over there.
0: And Korean barbecue, if folks ain't tried it. It's for real, for real.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, it's K pop uh, everybody's there. Come make sure you come see us. K-Pop McDonough.
1: Yeah, Jay, All if right. two fat guys from uh come walking in there, look like us, you want to hook us up with some good food, bud.
2: Hey, hey Howie, you know you guys are always welcome no matter where I'm at. You know it. I got
1: <laughs> you. You, 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 Absolutely. I'm
0: going to put – last question of the show. I appreciate both you guys. Jay, you've done great, man. Here's you. And, I'm telling you, you. Be, I knew you would be a natural for this, and you're more than natural.
2: Thank you. But, thank you, man. I appreciate
0: it. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm going to put you bad on the spot.
2: Go ahead with it.
0: Georgia Clemson to open the football season. Let me hear you break down.
2: Uh, Woof! All
1: right.
2: <laughs> you know, um, I, 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 I'm. Mm, that one's. That's a good one right there. You call. You call me right there. Uh, you called me with a hand in the cookie <laughs> jar right there. But it, honestly, if I'm not gonna, if I'm gonna be fair, um, where's the game at though? Where's it at?
0: I I think it's at Clemson. Let me look.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I really think that I'm hoping that Georgia pulls this one off. Their offense has been looking really good. Um, I know we're still missing the uh, – I think it was a tight end that we had, the one that got hurt last year or yeah, the year before. Yeah, um, But the draft cat class has been pretty good. But, again, for me, it's all about the product you put on the field and, vote, and that lets me know the work that you've been doing on the offseason. Um, but I think if we can go in and steal that game, because it would be a steal um, – that would be precedent big for the rest of the season. All
0: right, Because Clemson's missing
2: a lot of starters, too, now.
0: You know I'm a Tennessee graduate, and I'm going to say something nice about Georgia, so everybody listen up. (laughs) Georgia is going to go as far as JT Daniels takes them. Yeah. And I think the kid's the real deal. So I think Georgia wins the East, and if they somehow get out of Clemson – if they somehow get out of Clemson without with a with a win, you might see something. You're going to see that Georgia Alabama SEC championship game again.
2: I think this year. So, well, when that happens, I will definitely uh, send you guys an invite. I just bought me we just bought an 82 inch TV, so I just put it up today.
0: So, oh, man. you guys, been,
2: you guys are more than welcome.
0: The only time I can root for Georgia in my life is when they play Alabama, and I will do it in a heartbeat. Then. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh listen everybody this is where you can find us after we're off here iLogic logic media draft for the upside itunes river city media spotify river city media uh youtube river city media always available on your facebook river city media this is uh going to be a semi-regular thing we do we'll try to put jermaine in some jamond in some but it's been a lot of fun Guys I always let y'all have the final words to the guests. So, final word to Mr. O'Neill. What what's your final thoughts on of, of the 2020 football season 2021 20, coming up?
2: Um, optimistic, man. I'm I'm honestly I live my life a glass half full, so I try to always find a good and everything. Um, I'm excited about the coach. I know he's has a passion for it. Um, I mean, with his dad being the founder of FedEx, I don't think he's in it for the money. So, um, for you know, so um, and with him taking Ryan Tannehill and making him almost a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, that says a lot to me. So yes. I'm excited about it. Like again, I think the offense has always been there. My biggest thing is the defense, and I just need consistency across the board. So that's what I'm looking for. But I think we'll be good. I think we we'll make the playoffs, and you never know. You never know. Um, sky's the limit, or so they say.
0: Howie, um, I, I think we make the playoffs. Too. I, I put it this way: we will be in the playoff race in January. Yeah. There'll be, a, there'll be a path for us to get to the playoffs. Howie, uh, final thoughts, man. Jay, thank you very much for joining us, Absolutely. By the way. Thank you guys it.
2: so much, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Howie, your final thoughts of the night?
1: And my final thoughts are I'm looking forward to the football season beginning, getting back to the bands, and seeing my Falcons family like uh, Jay and, uh, you know, uh, the Comptons and uh, Miss Bobby, it says. So, you know, just getting back to some – Normal normality, I guess you could yeah. call it, you know. And uh, you know, I, I feel like we're gonna be a playoffs or at least be a playoff run and it's gonna be a lot more exciting than it was last year. So
0: absolutely. And howie and I will be together Saturday at Sylvania's Wing Fest to support Coach Tyler Van. So anybody that's listening for our new friend and new partner on this Falcons preview, Jermaine, Jim, man, I appreciate it. Howie, I appreciate it. We'll catch you all down the road. Go Falcons.
2: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up.